Hi, today is February 6th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGate.com. I'm your host, Judy, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast or future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Boeing and NVIDIA. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, um, just looking through the earnings whispers chart for this week, there is a good mix of tech, data, consumer goods, and weed. <laughs> so just listing them off from whatever I can gather here that makes uh, the most sense to me. Uh, we have Hasbro before open on Monday. We have Chegg after close on Monday. Before open on Tuesday, you have Canopy Growth. Corsair has also been getting some traction, uh, though I don't pay particular attention to it. After close on Tuesday, you have Twitter and Cisco, as well as Alterix and Lyft. Before open on Wednesday, you have GM, the Coca-Cola company, and Under Armour. After close on Wednesday, you have Zynga, Uber, iRobot, Callaway Golf, and Zillow. Some things to note really quickly here um, is that MG, oh, also MGM is also reporting too on Wednesday after close. Any hotel is a uh, COVID 19 rebound play. Um, and just seeing how much golf has taken off, you're going to see some people trying to pump Callaway golf. Um, and then real estate has been booming lately, uh, especially in my area. So you can expect Zillow or people to start pumping Zillow for real estate stuff. Um, before open on Thursday, you have PepsiCo, Kraft Heinz, Tyson, Yeti, and Kellogg's. After close on Thursday, you have Disney, Aurora, Cloudflare, Datadog, and GoDaddy. And as per usual, Friday, nothing really worth mentioning. Just some notable things that you want to look out for this week. If you plan on playing earnings, make sure that anything in your particular sector is not reporting before your specific play. If you want to, say, for example, play uh, Uber and you're bullish on it and you want to buy calls, which I highly don't recommend if you're just wanting to start out and you want to just be responsible. But if you're doing it for fun, by all means, go ahead. Um, you want to be watching out for Lyft. Lyft reporting and reporting bad numbers will definitely affect your calls on Uber. Now, that's not to say buy puts on Uber either. I'm just saying <laughs> earnings are dangerous. Uh, just make sure that any company in your same sector is not reporting before your play or else your play will be adversely affected in case if that first one goes down or it goes up. It just depends on what side you're on, of course, put or call. Um, some other things to note, uh, Uber and Lyft are not the only ones in the same sector here. You can probably get the same uh, reaction from any of the weed stocks. For example, before open on Tuesday, you have Canopy Growth, and then uh, after close on Thursday, you have Aurora. Canopy Growth will absolutely affect Aurora, um, just be, being in the marijuana industry. Um, and then always be making those connections whenever you see these charts. Always, always, always. There's no real reason why if you're playing earnings that you take any external factor for granted. Uh, earnings are very, very volatile. So 
Um, a spark of news in some other company can absolutely affect your company. Uh, just be very, very careful and make sure you're keeping earnings fun. Uh, earnings should not be part of a strategy that helps you build wealth. Uh, I'm a big proponent in making sure that if you play earnings, you just have fun with it. Like It's okay to lose. I'm not going to make fun of you. And you can always talk about your winnings later. That's fine. But just make sure that you're having fun. That's it. On one more note, real quick, remember that in, even if your company smashes earnings out of the park, and I mean like quadruple revenue increase, the stock can still go down. Uh, it could be market manipulators. It could be people profit-taking. People on the internet will tell you so many different lies about how you should react to it and make you feel better. But really, you have no control over this binary event. Be very, very careful playing earnings. Do not get triggered and tilted because your company smashed earnings, you had calls, and then the IV gets wiped out. And then you, now you're sitting there with calls that are expiring out of the money and you're upset. Um, you definitely chose to buy those calls. You did not have someone stick a gun to your head to buy those calls. You made the choice. You're going to take the responsibility. That's a very hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. But this is your formal warning for the week. <laughs> All right. Um, and before we go on to the next section in the weekly, I guess this is the, <laughs> this is the next section. Uh, I wanted to read an email that I got from an old friend and patron. Uh, I don't know which patron it was, as you'll uh, hear as I read the email. Uh, but if you're listening to this, uh, once you're part of the gang, <laughs> you're always part of the gang. Uh, and uh, just want to read this and give a very wholesome message to everybody that's listening to this podcast right now. That no matter how much you can think that you're going to be fine and how much you think you're going to win or how much FOMO you dive into, there's always a chance for you to get got. And that's like including me. I can always get got. And I understand that. Sometimes I might put on trades that might make me worry a little bit, but I'll always try my best to make sure that my max loss is always accounted for. But we'll dive a little bit deeper into that after the after I read the email. So here we go. Hello, Junie. I know you won't recognize me by my email. I was a patron of Theta Game for one month a few months back. I have fully consumed all of your Twitch and podcast episodes and absolutely love tuning in every week. And well, there's no easy way to say this, but I got got by the market. I have never ever been on Wall Street Bets, but last week I got so utterly con Zoomed in all of the BS diamond hand posts and basically put my whole portfolio throughout a couple days into GameStop stock. I'm sure you can guess what happened. I ended up selling out for a five-figure loss. I am 19 years old, so I'll definitely take this as a learning experience. I literally remember hearing your voice after I bought half of my final position. I know this is my fault and my responsibility, and I will and I absolutely never would have admitted this without really being honest with myself like you always say. All I can say is thank you. You're a great teacher, Junie, but unfortunately, the market had to teach me this lesson. LOL. I'm not expecting a response since I know you're very busy and I don't want to take up too much time, but I had to send this email. Thanks again. Holy moly. Okay, so that was the email. Um... You know, 
reading it in front of live Twitch chat right now, we all agree that this is a very, very mature 19-year-old. Uh, I think I've given examples on previous podcasts about, you know, that that very, very excited um, high school students, college student that saved up their money all summer trying to reach 25K and then doing everything they can to start day trading and have fun and all that stuff, but then protecting your wealth getting there. And, you know, as much as someone can consume this podcast, as much as I can give all of these warnings and, uh, you know, all these lessons that are free, that are free to consume, that you can f- freely listen to every day and every day, every day, every day, every day, you won't understand the ramifications of going in with too big of a position until you absolutely get got. And this is just a message for the old friend and ex-patron that sent me this wonderful email. Everyone goes through this. Everyone gets got. People get got in different sizes, but everybody gets got. And you taking the time to write this email and reflect on you know what happened to you is a huge step in the right direction. Like I can promise you, Next time something FOMO-y happens where like, you know, there's another short squeeze on another stock, you're not going to be nearly putting in as much money as you did this time. And so, you know, I'm sorry that this happened to you, but I'm glad that you're taking the time to learn and reflect on this position because a lot of people uh, would take this and displace the blame. I think there's a lot of people that would be in your same exact position and then say, oh, you know what? The hedge funds did this. Uh, Yeah, hedge funds are bad. Okay. And then they would move on to the next play, um, like listening to internet strangers on the internet on Reddit telling them how to handle their thousands of dollars, right? But that's not going to be you anymore. At least you're going to try your best too. And so I wish you the best. I wish you a really healthy, and that's physically and mentally, a uh, very healthy 2021. And I really appreciated this email. It brought a smile to my face, and I hope you're okay, and I know you'll be okay. Okay, and one more email that uh, caught my eye as a recent that I thought I would like to just respond with um, or respond to uh, that says, Hey, Junie, I've been using your website for a bit and just started listening to a few of your podcasts. Love the content. As a recent convert to Theta Game, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can. Right now, I'm just figuring out how to wheel, but hey, you got to start somewhere. Smiley face. The reason I'm emailing you is that I'm a UI front-end engineer by day and was wondering if there was any way I could help contribute to the website, even if it was just a few lines here and there. I wasn't sure if your code was open source or not. Either way, no worries. Looking forward to the next episode. This is amazing. So if you are a UI-oriented engineer by any means, I'm talking about UI, UX, front-end, the best way you can help me is making live CSS edits on the website, taking screenshots and sending it to me, maybe making your own components via React or just like blanket HTML, uh, and then sending it to my email at junior.thetagame.com. This is also a shout out that I've made before where like if you're just artistic in general, I know in Twitch chat, I've had some people making emotes for me. If you also want to make emotes for me, that's awesome. Please, please join the chat. Please help contribute. Uh, I'm not artistic by any means. I just really like minimalist looking architecture and just design in general so as you're sending me in these mocks and sending me in these designs or like code snippets to components that you'd like to see on the site um you just make sure you keep minimalism in mind 
And uh, yeah, I mean, the best way to show me an improvement on the website is by actually just opening up your Chrome editor, making the CSS edits and saying, hey, Junie, don't you think trades look better with this font size? Or hey, Junie, do you, don't you think that this um, should be spaced out like this instead of this? And then that would be probably the single-handedly the best uh, way to help improve the site. I don't have the code open source yet. I feel like right now, the way that the code is written is a little spaghetti, which is fine. But um, the very first thing to go open source would be packages that help handle trades um, and then helping uh, with uh, like business side logic with like closing trades, assignments, automatic assignments and all that stuff. So that is a announcement that I kind of wanted to make again because I know that's gotten lost in a few episodes back or by I mean a few I mean probably I haven't mentioned this in probably like 20 episodes <laughs> so uh, the offer is there if you want to help contribute take screenshots make edits in Chrome console create code snippets but send it to my email at juni at datagang.com okay uh, so that was the emails I want to talk a little bit about uh, GameStop last week on Tuesday's stream uh, by the way there is a Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash realthetagang that streams every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, last week on Tuesday, um, the stream was dedicated to helping people that were down on their GameStop position. Um, a little bit about my teaching style and what I prefer on how to teach people is that I like to tell people what they can do, uh, not what they should do especially when it comes to stocks, because it is their money, not your money. So telling someone to sell a stock or buy a stock is very, that's very dicey. Um, you know, if, if you can imagine telling your friend to buy this specific stock and the stock goes down, what are you gonna do? You're gonna say, oops, my bad. Or you might not even say my bad, you just might not talk about it. Or if you tell someone to sell a stock, stock starts going up and you say, oops, my bad, right? So. What would be better is if you told them details of like what can happen, like why would this stock go up, why would this stock go down, and let them make the decision for, for themselves, right? And so that's what we did for GameStop last week on Tuesday's stream. And just looking at the chart where we've noticed that like uh, the volume isn't quite there, right? A lot more people need to exit, but also a lot more people are might be willing to hold. I'm not gonna tell you which one's the more likely case. Um, and just waiting, right? If you don't have all the information that you want or the, all the information that you need, waiting is an option, especially if you don't need to close that position out for a loss quite yet. If you're down on your GameStop position, like if you're still holding on to it, um, it's, it could be in your interest to wait to see after all the volume has been normalized, meaning, you know, people have exchanged price, uh, the stock at, uh, at, um, different prices and then finally getting price discovery to happen and then the volume is normalized where that stock is at at that particular time and then choosing to double down by buying you know 100 more stock or 200 more stock and then selling maybe like two covered calls versus three covered calls trying to roll your break even that way um, but also something to note is that like something I said on stream is I bet everybody in that particular stream doesn't like GameStop um, because if you're a real gamer, there's no way you really support GameStop. It's just that's just not in gamer culture to like GameStop. Yes, you can lie to yourself and you can lie to me saying like, okay, you believe in this new leadership and you love 
GameStop stock now, but that's a very far-fetched idea because they're just now starting to change plans, and you probably wouldn't be putting this much effort into GameStop unless it's the short squeeze as possible. So I think you like the price and the potential of the price going up more than you like GameStop. So um, still going to continue to keep an eye out on GameStop. Um, it will probably be the topic uh, of the next Tuesday live stream. So if you have a GameStop position and you just want to hear my thoughts about it, then tune in. Um, but otherwise, uh, not doubling down at that specific time uh, paid off for GameStop because it had gone down. You could have you know, been psyched out. You could have been tilted, sold for an even greater loss. But waiting and seeing where the price lands, given a specific amount of time, is looking to be like the choice that worked and GameStop is starting to normalize now. It's right now around probably like the $60 mark, $66 mark. Um, and yeah, just wanna be very, very clear that like you need to understand GameStop, uh, your GameStop position and why you're in it. If you're solely in it because you wanna make money, there's lots of other ways to make money that aren't nearly as volatile. So just be real with yourself here. Make sure you understand where your max loss is if you're holding stock, obviously max losses, GameStop went to zero, but making sure that you're fine with that max loss. If you are not okay with GameStop going to zero, then you need to be more honest with yourself and say, okay, you know what? I can't, I don't want to see a five digit loss in my account. So I'm going to make sure that I have some sort of stop loss or some sort of sell trigger for if GameStop ever reaches a amount that nets me in a five digit loss and then you cut your losses there. There's no real use in diamond handing a position when it's solely based on internet strangers and making them happy. Watch out for yourself first before you make internet strangers happy. Don't hold the line if everybody else is not gonna hold the line because everyone is selfish on the internet. There's no commodity that's real. It might feel real in the moment of things, in the heart of things, it might feel real when someone else has a huge loss and you also have a huge loss, but at one point, one of you is gonna sell before the other. So just remember that and take that into consideration when you're de deliberating on your stop loss or sell triggers or even your profit triggers. Who knows, maybe GameStop even squeezes from here because that's still possible, right? You just need to be very, very honest with yourself for every scenario and if you have every scenario mapped out with choices, Nothing will take you by surprise. All right, uh, for the new ThetaGang.com website updates, uh, I upgraded our database ThetaGang's database is now uh, twice as big, uh, and the payments to keep that up are twice as big. But that is fine, because Patreon seats are sold out, so thank you to the patrons that are keeping the site alive, supporting the website, supporting me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, something also done is just like housekeeping things. So I've uploaded, <laughs> uploaded, I've opened five more spots on Patreon because people have been wanting to join and um, this has been ongoing for this last week. Uh, like at like 11 o'clock, whenever I'm like about to start working on Theta Gang, I like open like one or two seats. And this week I've opened five. And by the time I wake up, 
the seats are always taken the next day. So um, just keep an eye out for when I open seats or I might stop opening seats for now just because there are a lot of new people in the Discord. And so while, um, you know, people get to know each other, uh, some people might find out, hey, you know, this isn't for me and they might leave. So I might stop adding at like some point. Maybe I'll add one or two more, but just keep your eyes out um, if you want to join. Uh, because I do feel bad. There are a lot of DMs I get, uh, even people that want to join at the $100 tier that say there's just no spots open like ever. And uh, while more and more people choose to stay, it just gets a little bit more impacted. Um, but I'm a big proponent in making sure that the community is high quality. Like I don't want to obviously open like 40 seats, have 40 new people come in, and then it's just like... Oh, or unorganized chaos. I prefer everyone, um, you know, trades responsibly. Uh, it's okay to have fun doing other style of trading too, of course, because we definitely have that in Discord too. Um, but having everyone be supportive of like a similar strategy is a really, really good thing to have. So um, yeah, opening more seats on Patreon, upgrading the database. Uh, I also need to update the servers. We are now, oh, I can't believe I forgot about this. We are now at 11,000 users. Uh, we're at like 11,400 or 300 now, I think, at the time of this recording. Um, so that's huge. We're growing definitely faster than ever, um, which is something cool to see. Uh, it might make the site a little bit slower as more and more people go on. Um, but yeah, you know, upgrades have to happen and there's part of the costs of maintaining a community like this. And again, just want to give another shout out and thank you to the patrons for helping support this. Okay, um, gonna shed a little bit of my, not wisdom, but definitely some of my experience. And hopefully some of you can resonate with this and not get too triggered where, um, you know, some might take something from, from this and learn from it, but others I can imagine would just shut this recording off and then pretend that everything is fine. Um, I wanna talk about pumps today and why uh, they are bad and why you should try your best to not participate in them. Um, if you are doing it for fun though, that is fine. As long as you are doing it for fun, that is fine. If you're doing it for fun, but risking money that you can't afford to lose, that is also not good <laughs> i'm going to say that because you're at risk for not having fun it will be fun if you win i promise but if you lose it will not be fun in order to keep things fun if you lose it's a negligible amount and negligible is relative i can't say oh you're only losing 10 bucks versus oh you're only losing 100 bucks oh you're losing only a thousand bucks negligible in this context is absolutely relative. Some people are fine with losing a thousand bucks. Some people are, are distraught at losing $10, right? There's all kinds of people at the trade. Something that garnered my attention uh, the other day was this Dogecoin to the moon pump. Um, 
and we had just recently gone over uh, GameStop. While that is a short squeeze, there was a lot of pumping going on. There were a lot of people saying, oh, buy GameStop, hold the line, buy more. They want you to sell, hold. Uh, they they are against you, hold brothers and sisters, but all that BS, right? All that BS was spoken. And that's the same thing with crypto. This isn't to Dogecoin in particular because I have a audio proof recording that I like Dogecoin. I have audio proof that I have on the end of like one of these episodes I recorded in the last like three weeks. One of those have at the very end, I actually say that I like Dogecoin and that I would actually imagine that being the currency, the cryptocurrency that I actually use. So why is Juni saying Dogecoin to the moon is bad, right? So I am perfectly neutral in this situation. I have Dogecoin, okay? And I still think things like Dogecoin to the moon are bad. Why? Because there is this fake commodity behind those type of movements. Everyone thinks like, okay, let's all go in, let's all make some money, and let's get out. But that's not how it works, okay? If everyone goes in, someone needs to sell before someone else. But no one talks about that. Yes, you probably do want your family and your and your friends and anybody of or your coworkers to get in Dogecoin so your Dogecoin is worth more. That in my eyes is incredibly selfish. You should probably talk about why Dogecoin is cool and let them make the choice on their own. Do not tell them to buy. Do not tell them to hold. You tell them, hey, I think Dogecoin is cool in the, in these aspects. And it might be cool to you, you should check it out, right? That is much more healthy than saying, buy more Dogecoin, buy Dogecoin, uh, hold the line, uh, don't sell, they want all that stuff. It's super toxic. This is very reminiscent of just something that happened a few weeks ago, which is GameStop, right? Everyone's saying, hold the line, uh, buy more, and it shot down. You have to understand that like people will absolutely sell before you. And so if you're participating in these pumps, if you get got, people will rationalize or rationalize, I don't know. People will <laughs> I'm not making sense here. People will <laughs> try to make sense of it to you by saying it's like this external big person manipulating the market maybe like oh it's this whale and they're taking some profits because it's responsible just hold on and we'll be okay that is not how you trade okay even if you were to participate in pump for fun you should try to look at having some sort of profit profit trigger or like some sort of stop loss but i digress if you wanted to trade dogecoin for fun and you wanted to have start with a negligible amount that could go to zero then maybe a stop loss isn't necessary but that is not the type of responsible tips that i might give because that's not real i imagine a lot of people playing dogecoin are playing with money that if they actually lost all of it it would make them pretty sad and that's that's the type of viewpoint that i, I always like give my or tweet from i always assume that people are greedy i always assume that people are not virtuous you could be part of the very small one percent minority 
that really does believe in crypto, that is really does love Dogecoin, that doesn't care about Elon Musk pushing it, that you just really fundamentally believe like, hey, you know, this coin is funny. I think it could be on Mars. I, this is a you know risk reward play that I'm happy with. You are in a very special subgroup and I'm not talking to you. Y you are the person that, you know, I would love to have a coffee with. Like I would actually enjoy talking to you. But I'm not tweeting at you when I'm tweeting these things. I'm tweeting at people that are trying to trick other people into buying an asset that can be deemed worthless in some people's eyes, but is made valuable with enough like speaking to, right? Someone that doesn't believe in crypto uh, you know, at all, like they just don't understand the technology behind it, they don't know how transactions work, they don't know how mining works. They can be tricked into believing like, yes, this is the next big thing. I'm going to put all my money into Dogecoin. And guess what? They don't know that Dogecoin has an infinite amount of supply. Oh, but Judy, you can't say that because it's supposed to fight, uh, it, like, it's supposed to help people get more Dogecoin even if, pe you know, Dogecoin gets lost in some wallets. Like, you know that people in Bitcoin, you know how their wallets get locked and all that Bitcoin gets lost forever? Yeah, Dogecoin fixes that by having unlimited supply and so Dogecoin to the moon. But that's not how prices work, though. Right? If you have an infinite amount of supply for something, you're fighting inflation. You have to make gains for it to work out in the end. Yes, if world adoption becomes a thing, I promise Dogecoin will moon. Yes, world adoption. Dogecoin will make you one of the richest people in the world if you put enough money in it. But that's not a realistic scenario and I cannot, I cannot like feel good at night going to sleep knowing that I said that, right? So you have to make sure that you, when you are in a position, take a very, very quick moment just to relax. You're in the position, stocks or crypto. If you feel like you need to tell other people that they need to buy your asset, you will get caught. You will get got. You will get got. I have never, ever felt like I needed to tell anybody like of some stock that I particularly like that they needed to buy it. I have never felt like because I feel like the value is inherently there, right? I, Junie, I particularly like Nvidia stock, but I don't feel the need to tell people that own Nvidia stock hold the line because guess what? If they don't hold the line, it gets cheaper. I don't care. I'm going to buy more. That's fine but I don't also tell them to sell. I don't tell them to buy more because I believe that the value is inherently there. If you hold Dogecoin, if you hold GameStop, why, if there's so much value in it, why are you telling people to buy more? They should know already. That is inherent in value. Like if people find it valuable, they'll buy more. If they see a real incentive to buy it, they'll buy more. If you get people to buy things that are valuable to you, but are not valuable to them, and they're only in it for the money, if they're only in there for the money, any sort of down movement, they will get scared and leave because they do not see the value in it like you do. If I buy 100 shares of NVIDIA and NVIDIA goes down 10%, I wouldn't be sweating. The person that said, oh, you know what? Judy likes NVIDIA, so I'm going to buy NVIDIA. And then 
uh, the stock drops 10%, they're going to be sweating because they're thinking like, wow, you know, this stock isn't as good as I thought it was. But they didn't think. They just joined buying NVIDIA stock because Judy liked NVIDIA stock. So this is just like a overall lesson in avoiding pumps and just making sure that any stock you buy, any crypto you buy, you need to fundamentally believe in. You can't let anybody tell you what to do with your position, ever, in life. I think taking, uh, like getting, getting advice is okay, like asking for advice is okay, but like blindly following it is not ever going to work because you're never going to learn. But also making sure that like you don't just accept yourself to um, you know, taking any sort of advice uh, to heart, right? You need to make sure that there's some sort of filter between you and the person or the thing giving you this advice, whether if it's a reflection on some sort of event, that's why I say thing, uh, or if it's someone like me, right? I give a lot of tips on stream. I give a lot of tips on the podcast, and I'm not expecting to change you. I cannot change you. I have an entire podcast episode dedicated to this. I cannot change you. For example, the email about the 19-year-old that got got, was they were a patron. They listened to the podcast all the time. They tuned into the stream. Still got got. I cannot change you. And I promise I will never try to change you. Okay? All I talk about on this podcast is Magic the Gathering. <laughs> And uh, sometimes stocks and option uh, option tips, right? You can listen to this all you want, but you'll still get con FOMO. You'll, you'll get con all of this. All I want to make sure is that you understand that this is a safe place for you to get got, for you to come back to, listen, learn more. And if I talk poop on the thing that you're pumping, I hope you take it personal. Actually, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to straight up say that. I hope you take it personal because this is now me defending the innocent people from your pump. So I really do hope that like, if you're really all about Dogecoin and I say, unfollow me if you're participating in Dogecoin to the moon and you're offended, well, I hope you really do unfollow me and block me because I have Dogecoin and I still tweeted, unfollow me if you're participating in Dogecoin to the moon. It's irresponsible for you to tell people what to buy and what to sell. I think about my stepdad all the time, my dad all the time, and my mom, and how they should be able to enjoy retirement without having people on the internet trying to convince them to wipe out their IRA with some sort of like risky investment. Because a lot of these people signing up for trading services are in the older group too. These aren't just like millennials wanting to learn a new skill. A lot of patrons, a lot of people that I see on forums and stuff are people that have a lot of money to make mo more money on. Absolutely, that's 100% the case. But they're, but with that, they can also lose a lot of money. And so whenever I defend you know, not participating in pumps or whenever I you know, talk about people not holding the line after saying that they would hold the line or people that tell people to sell the stock and it goes up and all these Twitter posts, right? All these Twitter posts are coming from a place of love that I want to just protect the innocent person from getting into FOMO. 
if you feel like you're getting triggered by these Twitter tweets, you're absolutely participating in some sort of like pump or different mentality, right? Like in context, if you just read the tweet, all tweets are pretty innocent. It's really up to you on how you relate to it. Just understand that this is just audio proof coming from Junior right now speaking and talking about his own Twitter. It's just me defending the person that doesn't know any better on Twitter. If you feel like you're offended, you need to check why you're being offended. Because really, I'm not trying to make anybody purposely... Well, depends. If you lose and get mad, that's a whole other thing. But I, t- I always talk about that in the other podcasts. If you lose and get mad, I love making you mad. <laughs> but if you're that responsible person trying to learn, uh, and then maybe you just haven't learned that like maybe telling other people to do things that you know benefit you is like selfish. Like, maybe you just haven't learned that yet. Then you know, take a moment to reflect. Be like, oh, you know, I did tell my friend to buy a Dogecoin, and Dogecoin went down. Like, ah, yeah, that's my bad. Oops. Yeah, I should probably stop doing that. That's all I want. I just want you to reflect on your own because I cannot change you. I can make you think. I can give you all this content to think, but I cannot change you as a person. And I don't care about changing you. I think you're a unique, beautiful human being that's going to have an awesome week. And this is the end of the podcast. Woo! (laughs) I definitely blew out the mic. Um, I'm pretty dang proud of what I said in this podcast and I'm pretty proud of just my podcast in general Um, I feel like whenever a big event happens um, I get a lot of lash from people I've gotten a lot of very rude mean comments on Twitter lots of mean emails lots of mean DMs Um, talking about how, you know, I don't know anything about GameStop. I shouldn't be talking about GameStop or, um, you know, why am I trying to ruin everyone's, like, potential future, uh, you know, financial uh, heaven or whatever the terms that they use in that metaphor for, you know, putting down the Dogecoin pump. And if I get known for anything, I want me to be known as the Asian kid with round glasses and pink headphones talking about his perspective on the market and how people trade on an, in a podcast alone in his room. That's what I want to be known for and that I always spoke my mind no matter what other people said. Because something that helps me be consistent because you can lose yourself when you start getting a following, right? You start trying to appease to people. You try to make people happy. You try to always be politically correct. A tip for anybody trying to start a following. And, you know, I always do help people if they want help on React or if they want help on their project. Something to help your marketing or um, just branding in general is 
be so real that like anything that you say it remains consistent right if you try to if you start like filtering what you want to say and if you start um saying things to appease other people your platform just blends in with everybody else i want to be that knife in the butter where like okay i'm gonna separate the super bullish people from the very uh bearish people and then whoever wants to join me in the middle can feel free to join me in the middle but I'm going to say what's on my mind and making sure that, again, the innocent person, the innocent trader that doesn't know any better will feel better knowing that there's someone neutral looking out for them. I'm not pushing anything. I'm not pushing products on you. I'm not pushing stocks on you. I just literally talk into a mic trying to be responsible. And if people want to lash out at me because I'm giving responsible tips on how to not blow up, then I'll take that. I'll take that for you. It's not It's not a big deal. But that's it. I thought this episode was really, really good. I'm really proud of it, again, among like my other episodes. I stand by everything I say. Uh, if you have a problem with it, there's a block button. There's an unfollow button. You don't have to listen to me. If I make you unhappy, you absolutely have the choice to stop listening to me. I feel sorry for the people that don't feel like they're in control enough to unfollow someone. There are people in this world that I do not like too. And sometimes I might not follow them. Sometimes uh, I choose to you know, block them. It's part of life. You're not, going to, you're not going to get along with everybody and you can't change anybody. And you know, I've said previously that I'll never try to change anyone. And so I treat others how I want to be treated so I expect no one to try to change me. I speak into the mic of like how I normally talk. I mean, minus the cuss words, because really in real life, I cuss all the time, but I try to keep this family friendly. So that's it. That's my monologue for today's episode. Um, and let's uh, go into the outro. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. And you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the patrons. There's a lot of new ones this time. Um, let me sign in. I think it's this email. Yep. Okay. Uh, shout out to Majadir, Justwin, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Miko, Steve Ounce, Emotion, PFM, DJ Mac86, Pacro, Boot, Mitch Brady, 7 iv <gasps> Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hannes, Mr. Theta, Baked Potato with WHH4000, Island Bell, Wheaton, WL Hung, Nahler, Cheese, Maltman, Chivanis, NM, and Hayden, La Littles, Mr. Sneezy, Mental Dumb Dumb, Grandpa 95, Ars, NYC, Leo Jetson, Johnny Five. <gasps> Fancy Wolf, Bisu, Engine, Nate the River, Just Send It, Murph Q, Will Kai, Norfis, Veery, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Decentra, Saltwater, Kirlo, Scaratory, Lazy Reservist, Digester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, Ensis, 88. Wow, this list is getting so long. <laughs> uh, but it's a good problem to have. Uh, also, I want to give a, a shout out to uh, the users in my Twitch chat joining the live stream. Uh, and that is uh, PSA10, my moderator, Andonio, uh, Ansys Valley, Big Ray, BYO91, Carbon, Chris G17, Dra Kofu, uh, 
girly grouchy main have this too i ambassador aka my boy brett uh, minty fresh 360 m theta murica online silly gnome 225 taz the communist <laughs> tron connect tyler shanks and Juan xd um yeah just good feels all around uh this is probably the episode that i will look towards sharing with like newer people that you know ask me like oh Junie, you have so many podcast episodes. Which one should I start on? I feel like this is a pretty good one. Um, and yeah, geez, uh, that's it. Uh, as far as you know, the one percent section goes, because this is the part of the podcast that I get to talk about anything that I want, because you know this is my podcast and I'm gonna talk about what I want. Um, Magic the Gathering is starting to pick up again, so that's cool. Just in the collectible, uh, collectible what and. Uh, <laughs> collectible market wise uh, there's a lots of alpha psa 10s on ebay right now in the pwcc auction so that's gonna be exciting to see where that lands um i've been getting into electronics uh maybe i'll show it off on the stream but uh i learned how to solder so that's cool um you know last year i feel like i picked up my guitar again um and i started skateboarding and you know i learned how to kickflip so that was super awesome and all that stuff um this year i think it's more technology focused where like i'm just wanting to get into the more hardware side of things um soldering something and then having it powered on and then working is one of the most gratifying feelings in the entire world um it is a feeling that i cannot describe like maybe i would have gotten the same high from like writing my first console log into the terminal and having it print hello world like maybe it's like close to that but like honestly just like seeing all the movies and all that stuff and you finally do it yourself it's, it's like one of the coolest feelings ever um what else um yeah i feel like this podcast got sort of 50 50 emotional towards the end because yeah it is it there are downsides to being very vocal right like imagine imagine elon musk and i think about this all the time right elon musk gets all this lash from people saying like oh you don't pay people enough oh people have bad health conditions or people do this people do that all he wants to do is make the world a better place and he's just being himself the entire time and if Elon Musk has haters, I should absolutely not complain about mine. I am on a on a partial fraction of what he is at scale, right? And if my feelings get hurt from mean comments, then dang, I have no idea how he handles it. Um, but a lot of it is also just ignoring them, right? Like, I... I think on a, on a happier note, I think me blocking someone and then giving them the gratification of like screenshotting that I block them is uh, that's too good. So I'll always choose to not block people. <laughs> I I I could I'd rather take the smoke and give smoke back. I'd rather not block someone and then have them like screenshot like, oh, real theta game blocked you and then have them, have them like roast me when I can't see it. Like, I'd rather see it. I'd rather see it and then uh, fire back. But 
Um, that's also probably why I get some co- mean comments sometimes because I act like this. But this is me. I'm I'm happy in who I am, and uh, don't take for granted of what I said earlier about how you are a unique and beautiful person. If you uh, if you're fixing a plane right now, if you're directing an airplane right now, because I know a lot of my listeners are airplane traffic people, wave that traffic cone thing that you wave with your hands just a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more positively right now, because like it's your moment to shine. Everyone's looking at you on the plane. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's paying a homage to my earlier episodes where people would would. Uh, tell me like where they would listen to the podcast. Oh, I should I should probably do that. If you're listening to this right now, and I'm talking about the podcast people, not the Twitch people. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this right now, send me an email at judyatthegame.com and then let me know, maybe send me a picture too, like uh like where are you where are you listen to the podcast? Are you are you at work? What do you do for work? Um are you skiing somewhere? Are you just going out on a daily walk? Um all that, all, all that good stuff. Maybe I'll bring that back as part of the part of the podcast too. Um, that's it. Oh, also, people on uh, Twitch have been asking me what games I play. I play right now. I play Escape from Tarkov. I think that game is amazing. It's amazingly hard, very difficult. I love difficult games. Um, and Dota, I play Dota two a lot. That game is also equally or more challenging, and so I like it a lot too. Um. For what I'm going to do for the rest of my Saturday, uh, I'm going to live life to the fullest and probably replace the fan in my Coke machine. Hopefully my fan comes in as a replacement. My Coke machine has been making sounds, and so I learned soldering to fix the fan because the fan is not plug-and-play. Tomorrow on Sunday, uh, I'm going to do a very strong relax because... uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to start recording these on Saturday so I can have Sunday be a recharge sort of day so that I could bring the energy and the heat on Twitter, but also to Discord. Mm. I think that's it. So I'm going to close off the the podcast now, and you have a amazing week, and I will catch everybody in the next one.